Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Black Catalyst Podcast. It's me, Kyle, your host. And today, we're going to be speaking to Miss Nicole Martinez. She's going to break down graphic design, get into it. So, Nicole, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. And um, in segment one, we just really want to get to know you, build a context, build a context for the audience and the people listening. So, what is your story and what originally got you into graphic design? Yeah, um, a lot of people, well, uh, hi, I'm Nicole Martinez, <laughs> and a lot of people um, usually ask, like, did I go to school for graphic design or anything like that? Uh, honestly, I didn't go to school for graphic design. I kind of just hopped on it, but I did go to school. I graduated um, from California Baptist University with my bachelor's in um, business. Don't know what I learned. <laughs> I want to refund, <laughs> but other than that, um, what I, what, how I got into graphic design is... I always try to do things as far like I'll be selling CDs in high school for five dollars. Oh, wow. Like I, I so always you get into it from an early age. You're getting money. Yes, even at the age of like seven years old, I'll go door to door asking people if I can water their grass. And like we got sprinklers. Like oh crap, we need to drop something out. <laughs> so um, I've always tried to do something, but that's how it introduced me into graphic design because. I needed to make logos, I needed to make all my graphics, all those things there. And so I noticed that that was something I was really good at. So I started to do wedding stationery. Um, and this is when I was working um, full-time at a bank. I think I was about 20 years old. And um, I was just doing wedding stationery on the side. And then I ended up getting fired from that job because yeah, I'm not really good at working for <laughs> other people. <laughs> and I got fired just because I talked too much. And then when it comes to counting money and talking, it, it, you mess up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, it didn't get it by right there, but it was actually a blessing because that's what started me to do wedding stationery full time, which really helped and uh, make me practice a lot more when it came to my graphics and um, brights can be really picky, which was a really good thing. Yeah, I can and imagine. <laughs> yes, everything was picky. And then I decided that I wanted to do something more because wedding and everything, that's great. I'm not the type of female that's like, oh my goodness, I have to have these colors for my wedding. I have to have this. Like my mom and my mother-in-law, they came up with my wedding colors. I was like, you guys do everything. I'm not really, <laughs> I don't want to be a part. So I'm not that type of female. So I couldn't really connect with that when it came to them wanting everything a certain way. But what I could connect to was business owners and helping them grow their business. And then that led me to really help black female entrepreneurs and helping them grow their business, educating them on how to market their business, how to brand their business, and just really guiding them as much as I can. So that's kind of where I am right now. Yeah, I think it's so like interesting how you focus specifically on black women entrepreneurs. Because once I read yeah. that, I was like, no, nah, it's actually kind of dope how you make sure that you kind of cultivate them, and especially in the early stages, like getting a logo, getting a, a website is really important part of business that I think that people overlook. Like, I know most people like just want to jump into things like, oh, let me just get it started. But having a solid like logo or solid thing that recognize like identifies your brand is really important so i, I do appreciate it that it is and a lot of people what kind of gets to me is i hear a lot of things from black business owners and they always say we have to tap into the white money we got to tap into the white <laughs> money but it's like they don't really recognize how much they could make just by focusing on our own people that's so true. that's um something that i try to bring out to them is like look um the reason why i am where i am right now is all because of black women mainly uh they have helped me bring me to where i am now where i'm able to hire people i have um four graphic designers now i have a creative analyst i have a vp nana a project manager and all that wouldn't be able to happen without them mm. i get that 
And in terms of biggest thing I want to touch on today is like in terms of pricing, because a lot of people specifically mm -hmm. in the graphic design don't, I feel like they sell themselves short. They don't understand how important it is as a graphic designer. Like that's your time. And also understanding the fact that a logo and a website is such an important part of a business. So in terms of, I guess my question is, how would you advise a graphic designer to go about pricing for their okay. services? I see, especially with um, black um, graphic designers, one thing I always see is they like to sell themselves short. Mm -hmm. So they feel like they're competing with other people. I saw one person doing a logo for $40, uh, $60. And I'm like, why? Like, why are you selling yourself <laughs> short? You know? Um, and it's because, oh, because people don't want to pay that much. So that's, it's not true because I personally, I pay six, $650 plus. Mm. for my logos and no one has a problem with that but it also goes back to how you brand your business if you have a website if you have everything that looks cheap then people are automatically you're going to attract people who can't afford expensive things mm -hmm. so you have to focus on really how are you putting yourself out there does your website look like something when they go on it they're like oh my goodness i know i'm gonna pay a penny for this or does it look yeah. like oh, this is janky i know it's good. it shouldn't cost that much so really um focus on who exactly you're marketing to uh, and focus on how they're going to see your business from a third person point of view. So not from what, how you're seeing it, but seeing it from their eyes and looking into everything that you're displaying and putting on the table. Was that something that was difficult for you starting? Like in terms of like pricing or did you just go into a no and like, Oh, this is what I'm charging. This is what they're going to pay. Or did you have to learn that kind of, um, at first I, I've always been like the type of person, like this is what I'm charging. But then I started to realize I'm charging too cheap. Even though I was yeah. like, Oh, this is a good amount. <laughs> and then I'm like, what no this is and then i look at other artists and mainly people who are caucasian and they were charging like literally 500 a thousand sometimes ten thousand for a logo and i'm like no mm -mm, i need mm -hmm. to i need to do this is not right i need to flip it and i'm gonna up, i'm gonna mm -hmm. just up my prices and some people are like if i up it i'm not gonna get any sales but again it goes on how you market yourself because even though i bring up my prices the sales are still coming and actually even more so mm -hmm. And specifically too, like even like watching your Instagram, you put a lot of work into one. So like to yeah. say, especially like if you're somebody who's doing it at the caliber that you do it at, which is probably not somebody starting out, but yeah. if you're charging $40 to put in like hours and hours, it doesn't make sense. Because even working a regular job, you're not going to charge, they're not, you're going to get more than 40 if you're doing three to five hours a day. Yes. That is true. That is true. Because I, I'm. It takes me hours. Like it takes yeah, me a long. I see. It takes time you a long time yeah. <laughs> to make a logo. But I always limit it as well. A lot of, um, from what I see is a lot of graphic designers feel like they have to continue doing revisions. It's revision after revision after revision after revision. Mm. I personally limit it at three revisions. But gotcha. during that third revision, I'm making sure that the client. It, we're, we're working as a team to figure out what they want some clients not actually all clients that what I've noticed is when they come to a graphic designer they want them to figure it out like you should know what I like we're not oh. psychics we're not mind yeah. <laughs> so it's like you have we have to I always say this is a when you work with me it's like a marriage we have to communicate oh. with one another and we have to figure out exactly what's going on and what you like you're the leader I'm the creator so you gotcha. have to guide me to figure this out. And you have to ask a lot of questions to figure out what exactly they are looking for. Gotcha, gotcha. So in terms of like graphic design, would you say like in your personal opinion, does someone have to be good at like drawing physically to get into it? Um, I don't 
think so because honestly when I first started I didn't think I could draw at all I was like I would draw <laughs> stick figures and then one day randomly I drew a sketch and I was like what the heck where did this come from and then my sister was like Nicole you were hiding this from me the whole time because she could sketch really good she was like you were asking me you know wanting me to sketch this and sketch, but you did this and she was upset with me I was like no I didn't know I could do this so um I just say uh, you don't need to, but practicing how to draw is important. And honestly, when it comes to drawing, it's not something that is a gift. Anyone, I feel like, can learn how to draw. So you would say like it's more of a skill that like practice makes perfect as opposed to like you're not naturally gifted? Exactly. It Practice, 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 and then the more you'll get better at it. But I feel like, I mean, there's some people like that one guy who just closes his eyes and does this and draws <laughs> pictures, throwing paint on the wall. That's a gift. Yeah. So that's something you no one can just practice how to do. But just sketching, that's something that I feel like anyone can practice how to do. So say like... Uh, I'm practicing, right? And I'm getting good, right? Say now I want to start to transition like the skills of drawing into graphic design. What is like the first step you would say someone should take in that process? Like, is it like a yeah. software, books, or any material that you recommend? Yeah. So first, what I would like to do is at first I started to sketch something. I would take a picture of it and I'll do it upwards. Like, like if you mm -hmm. were to paste it onto Adobe Illustrator so that you can easily use the pen tool. So that's what I used to do at first. And I still do that sometimes depending on what I'm looking for, but now I use Procreate and I'll, Procreate okay, just changed yeah, my life. <laughs> so I was like, Procreate, everyone's talking about Procreate. So now what I do on Procreate, it's so much easier to do those little things. The only thing is you can't convert it over to a vector format. So you have to do it in a way to where when you transfer it over to Adobe, you're able to do a good image trace on it. Gotcha. So basically Procreate is the, probably the best software that someone should use you would say depending on what um depending on what you're looking for like the one i just did with g sauce um i had to do like g's like g and then an s and i wanted to do it to where someone got some sauce and squirted g and the s but mm -hmm. i felt like on adobe at least <clears throat> sorry my throat was like acting crazy i felt like <laughs> yeah, on adobe yeah. illustrator it was really hard to do that what i wanted to do so i used procreate and i just did it you know with the pen tool and i transferred it over to illustrator and it was a lot easier to do but some things you and once you get a hang of it you're like you know at this one i feel more comfortable doing with procreate or this one like i did one with the elephant and it was very detailed and so with that elephant i did it on illustrator and i just pasted the elephant on there and i just kind of did an image trace and um not image trace but using the pen tool to kind of trace out certain things do shadows of the mm. elephant and everything like that and did you have a mentor when you started? Or is it like a book that you read that kind of outlined it for you? Or you just jumped no, into it? No, I just jumped into oh, it. I'm, I'm the type of person, I don't like to, um, like if I get something in the mail, I don't read the directions. I just figure it out myself. So I'm that type of person. So if I get something, I don't, if I, I can't watch a video, I can't do anything. I just hop right into it and figure it out myself. So when you first, what was the decision process when you first like, all right, I'm going to monetize this skill. Like I'm going to start to make money out of this. What was that decision process like? Um, when I was getting into wedding stationery and I was mm -hmm. doing those wedding stationery, but I feel like, especially with me, like, um, with my business is really faith-based. So, mm -hmm. um, I felt like if God wants you to do something, he's just going to put it in your heart and have you do it. Like, I felt like this was something I was need to do. He was like, you know what? You're not listening to me. You still have this job. I'm going to get you fired. And now you got to do it. <laughs> so oh God works was, like that. <laughs> he does. Because even after I got fired, I was like, well, maybe I should, I should apply for some job. Like, no jobs were accepted. me. And I was like, you know what? Let me just continue doing this full time. And then within that first year, I was like, okay, you know what? This is something I can really make a living off of. Mm -hmm. So I always say, just go with your gut, pray about it. 
and whatever you feel where God's moving you and not something that you want, but what you feel like God wants you to do, just follow it. Gotcha. And what were some of the like marketing tactics you used originally to kind of brand your brand? <laughs> yeah. Um, so one thing about me is because I do like nerdy stuff. So I would learn a lot about Facebook um, advertisement using ad manager. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, so I would do certain ads through Instagram um, and Facebook because Facebook owns Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I would never boost a post. I would just go through ad manager, look at the reports, see which one's performing the best using Facebook pixels to see what they're doing on the website as far as with this ad, are they adding it to their cart or what exactly are they doing? So that's something I would really learn how to do is um, which platform are your audience on and using that platform and spending money because in order to make money, you got to spend money, but spending it the right way. And also wanting to see, because there's a lot of books out there teaching you how to market, but I feel like it's so old school, like people don't mm. want to see things like that anymore. So think of it from, again, from a third person's point of view and say, what does this person want to see when they click on my, um, see my app? No one wants to get sold. They want, you know, something different. They want to laugh or they want something to where it engages them. So that's what I see as far as which ad is performing the best. Got you. And Facebook ads, I guess some, this is a space that I'm very ignorant about. I don't know a lot about <laughs> Facebook ads. So can you, is it possible you can run a campaign without boosting a post right yeah you can run and a you campaign can only do that through ad manager exactly yes on your computer going through ad manager and then so mm -hmm. basically if i had like a video i could just go on ad manager and upload it through there and it yep. can promote and i wouldn't have to actually boost a post exactly the only I thing i could write that down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only thing is sometimes i do a test i boost that video and then i do it through ad manager to see which one performs the best because sometimes with facebook with ad manager they want you to spend a lot of money in mm. order to really get that engagement out there sometimes they want you to spend like 50 dollars a day but what i've noticed we're boosting posts they know that people aren't going to spend so much so, and everyone's spending like $5 a day. So if you say, you know what, I'm going to do $25 a day, then it's more likely to perform well compared to when, so I know some people in ad manager, they spend $60,000 a month. That's I'm something fine. I'm not doing. <laughs> yes, they do. But so like, um, what type of business model is that? Um, like <laughs> Anything? Coaching, coaching businesses. Like the ones like, I'm going to oh, teach that. you how to make money and they're behind uh, a yeah. store. <laughs> <laughs> like usually those. Mm -hmm. But hopefully those convert. I mean, sixty thousand is a lot of money. Hopefully you're making that back. That that's a lot. I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally spend that amount of money, especially when it comes to graphics. It depends. Like if I had a whole team, like hundreds of people, work, then maybe you have to spend that in order to keep your business busy. But now is a really good time to post because with I think a lot of um, what do you call it? Companies are striking against Facebook and other companies are not paying them for advertisement. So mm. that just means Facebook is going to lose a lot of money and they're more, more likely going to be um, boosting or bringing our ads more to other people more than they used to because those large companies aren't doing it anymore. Especially now because people are getting like more creative with like the more digital marketing space. So instead of paying, paying yes. Facebook, they'll pay like another Instagram page because it's like more of a yes. market and it makes more sense in terms of digital marketing because Facebook, you don't, you kind of know where it's going, but you don't know exactly where it's going. But as, yeah. in terms of paying a page, it's like everybody coming here, they like art or they like something. So it makes sense for like if you're a business to advertise on a page like that. So That's true. And it's a lot cheaper because sometimes you can pay a hundred dollars or 20 bucks sometimes like 20 dollars that's it okay there you yeah. go so but it sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't so i know one person i spent like 100 which isn't too too bad but i didn't get anything off of it so mm. you kind of learn from it have you did you utilize that like a, a lot in the beginning too like yeah pages, um, like micro influencers 
for the wedding stationery I did, there was two, um, two pages that really went well that I did. And then other pages who had like millions of followers would tag me and po um, repost it in there. So mm. that was really good for me too. And they'll do that for free. So um, it just depends. You have to find your audience. You have to find where they're at and then really invest that money into it. Yeah, no, definitely a big thing is investing in money because people, when they start a business, they don't understand, like, you have to market it. Like, you can't just start yeah. something and assume that it's just going to go. You have to really put the money behind it and yes. to get that return. But my next yeah. question is, in terms of, like, your first few customers, like, what was that process? Like, was it difficult, like, in terms of, like, finding mm -hmm. them and, like, building the relationship and getting, like, from conception to, like, the end of it? Yeah. Um, with me, it was pretty to me, it was pretty easy. A lot of my clients, I treat them like family, but I gotcha. think the reason why is because I've always been like that my whole life. I always talk to people the way I would want to be talked to as well. But I know that sometimes it's really difficult for people to um, communicate via phone call or things like that and get that comfortable vibe. So I always say talk to your clients as if they're your best friends, but know your limitations as well so that they don't, they don't use you. Because sometimes yeah. like, oh, just do this, just do this. So I always have one thing, signing a contract with everything in detail, um, what's going on. So that when they say, do this, okay, you remember our contract? <laughs> you remember that session? Like, okay, yes, or yeah, you remember. So talking it in a way to where yes they're your, your friend but also knowing the limitations as well and a lot of graphic artists when i notice they only do things via email um revisions via emails clients do not like that whatsoever and it's so much easier just to get on a phone call give them a call see what's going on have them walk through it sometimes i even get on a zoom call sharing my screen to make sure i'm doing what they want and then ending the call and that takes up and it saves so much time yeah, because I guess the emailing back and forth, a lot gets lost in translation between emails. Just, yes. That's actually good, good advice to somebody who's in this space to really just yes. kind of make build that connection. In terms of like a client-based business and building it, you know, you have to continue looking for clients. So do you kind of like do like referrals or anything like that? Like, would you have a client be like, oh, do you know anybody who might be interested in this too? Yeah, I don't do that, but I do get a lot of referrals. And I think the reason why I get a lot of referrals is coming back to, I treat them like their family. Gotcha. And so they feel like they can't go to anyone else other than me. Um, mm -hmm. Almost like your favorite doctor. If you feel, you're like, I don't want to go to another doctor. I want to go to her. So, and then when they hear other people say, oh, I need a graphic. Oh, I have to give you my girl. Let me tell yeah. you about it. So if you treat them the way they want to be treated and they always feel like they have to come back to you, then you're going to get a lot of referrals. Got you. And that, that was basically my last question for today. But, but actually, my last question is, if you could give one piece of advice to an entrepreneur who is starting something, what would that advice be? Um, my advice is to never give up. And um, as you're going to have bad times, you're going to have tough times with me. I always keep prayer first because um, faith and walk by faith and not by sight. So no matter what you see and all the bad stuff that's going on, keep your faith alive because there's always something at the end of the tunnel that you would never find out until you get there. So that's my number one advice is to always walk by faith and not by sight. Perfect. Now, this is really informative. Um, can you let the people know where they can follow you? Yes. So my Instagram is Mrs.NicoleMartinez. So M-R-S dot N-I-C-O-L-E Martinez, M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z. Gotcha. And what about your, uh, your company's Instagram? My, uh, I'm Brandified. Oh, I man. am. I know. And then they put I and then A-M. So it's I, then an M. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Brandified. B-R-A-N-D-I-F-I-E-D. So I'm Brandified. Gotcha. And if you're tuning into the Black Catalyst podcast, make sure you follow Black Catalyst on everything and we're out.